0: Are you looking for messages of comfort during a dark time? A Time to Grieve is a beautifully designed card deck offering 56 different messages of hope to help you navigate your feelings of grief. Whether you're facing the death of a loved one, divorce, job loss, or conflict, these cards can help. Select a card at random for a moment of solace and reflection. Get your deck today for yourself or someone you love at unity.org grieve.
3: with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
4: Good morning, good morning, good morning. So happy to be with you. Transcending time and space by means of this technology. How blessed we are. Yay! So, I am Jennifer Hadley, and we are going to have a healing this morning. I can feel it coming on. (laughs) So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. We're going to say a blessing here and open our heart to the higher Holy Spirit self, our true identity. And we're literally going to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Yes, we're joining with the I am that I am. We're recognizing the I am. Is the I am presence of everyone. Yes. We are one with all. And we are grateful to know that this is so. We are willing to know that this is so. Surrendering all sense of lack and limitation, we open our heart and our mind to know the truth that sets us free. We are choosing our liberation. We're choosing our own personal resurrection to the truth. In this very moment, we surrender that which no longer serves us, surrendering thoughts of lack and attack and opening our heart to the fullness of divine love flowing through our heart in our life. Yes, we have come to love life free, and we're accepting our mission from God. In grace and gratitude, we truly share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, so grateful. So very, very grateful. Ah, oh, indeed. So in this moment, right now, I'd just like to share with you that um, today, as we're recording this live, April 7th, it is my mother's birthday. And I was thinking last night that uh, my brother was born on Easter su- Sunday morning, April 14th. And uh, so my mother got a belated birthday present. Uh, in the form of my brother anyway um so my my mother uh transitioned she took off uh in uh, March of two thousand eight and I remember that it was on her birthday just about, uh, just about a month after she made her transition that i um went back to Los Angeles after having uh lived with my parents for a number of months, and uh, I remember my dad took me to the airport, and we had lunch near the airport, and at lunch, my father said, I just can't believe your mother's gone. And the thought came into my awareness, and I spoke it to him. I said, what if she's not gone, Dad? What if she's gone ahead? And so that's uh, something that I definitely feel. And uh, our theme today is uh, loving our mothers free and setting our mothers free from our opinions, our judgments, our thoughts of lack, attack, and limitation. So we're setting ourselves free, of course. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. It's the beautiful teaching of A Course in Miracles. And so we're forgiving ourselves and what I can tell you is I walked a real journey with my mother, a real journey. It was a, such an education for me in so many ways. So at the time, my mother got a cancer diagnosis, uh, which was in 2005. Um, when she got a terminal cancer diagnosis, um, <clears throat> of course it was deeply upsetting, and uh, the doctors told her she had a few months to live. I I didn't believe that 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 didn't feel true to me, but she she believed it. My father, my brother, they believed it, and um, I didn't really agree with some of their decisions about how to proceed with treatment and things like that. And I didn't believe that we should all agree with the doctors that my mother had a few months to live because I know the power of the mind and all healing is at the level of the mind. And um, I went through a little journey there with my family because I was definitely in judgments and opinions about the doctors and the diagnosis and the prognosis and all those things. And so I had to transmute those judgments and opinions in my own mind in order to be loving. And so my favorite lesson in the workbook is love holds no grievances. And uh, that, that one sentence, love holds no grievances, is so valuable to me because I was such a grievance holder. And uh I just, you know, grudge, 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 judge, judge, grudge, judge, grudge. <laughs> I mean that was my my uh my tune that I sang all day long. And um so and I also am very protective of my loved ones. It's it's kind of a trait of my personality and so I've really had to learn and to heal that that aspect of thinking that anybody needs protection, thinking that there's an attacker and giving up the attack, giving up the defense, all those things. It's been a journey. And I'm really really grateful for it at this point. However, back then, it was not fun, it was not pleasant, it was not enjoyable. And it did become radically Life-transforming for me. Now, I recently did a retreat, as you may know, in Baja, Mexico, uh, with David Hoffmeister and Regina Donakers, among others. And uh, you can actually get that live stream if you're interested. You can get all those hours of teachings. On live stream, they're for sale um, at a very reasonable price, and you can watch them on video. And you can also, we've extracted the audios. You can download the audios and listen to the, watch the videos, whichever is your choice. And I believe that is still available on the events page at jenniferhanley.com. And if you go there, by the way, please sign up for the next Living a Course of Miracles class, which starts this week. And our theme this time is Loving Ourselves Free. We've got a wonderful group of teachers. Uh, we start this week with Dove Fishman, and our topic this week is Healing Illness and Self-Love. So that's right in line with the topic of my mom's experience with illness, terminal illness. And Dove uh, went through a recent, well, a couple of years ago, cancer experience, so he has a lot to share on that, and I'm so glad. He's such a good teacher, David Fishman, Dove Fishman, uh, we call him Dove, and um, yes, we have a lot of other wonderful teachers. uh, James Twyman, Jimmy Twyman is in there, and we've got Regina Dawn Akers, And uh, Colin Tipping and John Mundy and some other folks that may be new to you. And I think uh, it's going to be an awesome group of classes. We're loving ourselves free. All love is self-love. So we're loving ourselves free. Love is the only healer there is. So we're going to really focus on loving ourselves so that we can be truly helpful and be a loving presence in the world. As you probably know by now, I really love that prayer on page 28 about being truly helpful. It goes a long way for any Course of Miracles student. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do. Because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Yes. So we're loving ourselves free this spring in the Living a Course in Miracles classes. And please do share with friends when you get to the website, share Facebook and things like that, because uh, we've got 16 classes totally free for you. Eight over the course of eight weeks, and uh, today we're loving our mothers free and loving ourselves free in the process. And what Spirit gave me as a topic was Mother's Day is coming up in uh, America, it's um, in the middle of May, so here we are, early April. We've got plenty of time to really have a shift about our mothers or about ourselves as mothers because. I uh, know a lot of moms, and they struggle with guilt and judgment against themselves, and they uh, have a lot of shame sometimes about their mothering, and they also sometimes um, don't like their children, and all of these things come into play in motherhood. So we're going to see what the Holy Spirit brings forth for us today. So I had a lot of issues with my mom. My mom had a lot of issues with me. And we I wouldn't say that we didn't get along. No, that was not true. We got along. But um, we were very different in certain ways. And I always felt like she just didn't get me. She didn't understand me. And for me, that kind of felt like she didn't really love me. Although I, I knew she loved me, it, it really bothered me that she didn't get me and understand me. And I, for a long time, felt like she wasn't the mother that I really wanted. And I used that word on purpose. I wanted a mom who would be able to braid my hair and teach me about makeup. And I wanted a mom who could be like my confidant and my best friend. But I didn't really trust my mother um, not to use things against me and I I just didn't feel safe and I had so much judgment against my mother for various things and uh, my mother did not have a good relationship with her mother. Her mother was intensely judgmental and uh, my mother was not intensely judgmental. Judgmental, yes, who among us? It's very rare to meet someone who's not judgmental. Um, but my mother was not judgmental like her mother. And I was grateful for that. But we just were a bit like oil and water. And we neither of us liked that. We both wanted to have a closer relationship, but we just couldn't seem to get there. And then when I... Uh, found out that she had a cancer diagnosis, I, I drew a line in the sand and I said, okay, this is it. My mother is not getting off this planet until we have a total healing in our relationship. And so that became my priority. So I was extremely grateful for A Course in Miracles I had become a um, science of mind practitioner. I'd been a practitioner for a number of years, and I also had uh, graduated as a science of mind minister, and so I had all this training under my belt, and I had really done a lot of mental transformation, but now was the opportunity for me to take it to a whole other level. And I had such a commitment. So one of the things I've learned is that we can either have an ego motivation, which is often pain, discomfort, upset, fear, worry, or we can have a divine inspiration which comes from love and joy and peace and harmony. And so until we start to live from inspiration, the pain is always going to be pushing us until we start to really feel pulled by the vision of divine love that we can be in this world. So I was in a place in my life where I was kind of in the middle of that. I had cleared a lot of stuff, but... I was right around the time my mom was getting this terminal cancer diagnosis it was about the time it was it was a coincidence. It was co- There's no co- coincidences. there's coincidences. There was a coincidence with my mind opening. And, and being willing to take responsibility because I really saw that in order for my mother and I to have a healing in our relationship, I had to take total responsibility. So now you pro- probably all know one of my other favorite parts in the course is the responsibility for sight, which is page 448 in the text where it says, I'm responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. And the way I say this to myself in the course of my days, I say I'm responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it would be. And that helps me to change my mind about the world and uh, to accept responsibility for it. And in accepting responsibility for it, I'm remembering that everything is gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good. And that all events, situations, occurrences, everything is for my good, is for my learning, if I'm willing to accept it. In fact, at the beginning of this section, The Responsibility for Sight, it says, we've repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which He gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. So we just had Easter, the resurrection. Let us choose to resurrect ourselves in our relationships. So I'm talking about my mother today uh, because it's her birthday, and um, she's on my mind, and because we had a resurrection in our relationship. But you can apply this to any relationship. And it's really about cultivating the little willingness And there is a section in Chapter 18 entitled, The Little Willingness. It's Section 4. And this little willingness is the key to our awakening. It's the key to our healing. It's the key to our transformation. And what I realized in my relationship with my mother was that my little willingness was all that I needed and I worked that little willingness like a mamma jamma. I mean I really focused on that little willingness. And in that partnership with the Holy Spirit, I was amazed at the miraculous healing that I could experience. So I'm gonna share more about that when we come back from the break. Again, uh We talked so much about these things on the Baja Retreat. If you'd like to uh, get those videos and the audios, you can still do that at JenniferHadley.com on the events page. And also, don't forget to go to LivingACourseOfMiracles.com and sign up for the 16 free classes. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back.
3: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
4: All right. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're back and uh, just like to mention, too, that this radio show is sponsored by the Power of Love Ministry, which is a nonprofit ministry that I founded. And we produce this radio show along with Unity Church uh, Radio Network. And. Your donations go to pay for this show. They also go to uh, pay for the A Course in Miracles app, which is now available for free download. You can go to ACIMapp.com and get it there for free. Or you can find it at iTunes. In the iTunes store, it's called A Course in Miracles ACIM Complete with Deluxe Features. It's free for your downloading. And uh, if you uh, like this radio show, if you like the app, if you're grateful for any of these things, please write reviews at iTunes. That will help iTunes to show it to more people. And since it's free, why not? And uh, we're also the the ones who produce the Living a Course in Miracles free class series uh, the next eight weeks of 16 classes begins on Thursday as I said with we've got Dove Fishman, Jimmy Twyman, John Mundy, Regina Dawn Acres, and more for you so uh, I really look forward to that our topic is loving ourselves free and last year we had a hundred t- people from a 100- hundred Thousands, tens of thousands of people from 102 countries participating in all these free things. So there you go. Uh, And I'm going to be at the Course in Miracles conference next week in New York. So if you're going to be there, please come say hello and uh, we'll hug it out. Uh, so I'll be one of the speakers there I look forward to that so I I know we're going to have a lot of wonderful people there for that and I'll be announcing uh, enrollment in the Las Vegas conference in 2016 probably pretty soon so um, stay tuned for that All right, back to loving ourselves and our mothers free with our little willingness so this is what I learned is that I really had deep, strong attachments to thoughts of resentment, anger, hurt, blame, shame, guilt, all various forms of upset related to my mother. And so when I made that decision that I'm going to love the two of us free of all of this difficulty in our relationship, I, of course, I didn't know how to do it. I mean... How, how would I ever know how to reach into the patterns of limited thinking in my belief system and my mother's belief system to wipe it all clean? I, from, Where I sit in my awareness, even though it's expanding, it's not a fifth dimensional awareness yet. I'm not able to see through all directions of time and space yet. So I'm not able to see the causes of uh, these thought patterns, the karmic uh, debts or any of that, but I can feel it. I can notice that it's uh, playing as judgments and opinions in my mind, thoughts in my mind. And so I began to just invoke the Holy Spirit all day long, again and again and again. Every time the thoughts came into my mind, I would notice that as I started to entertain them, my whole energy would shift, and I would start to become upset and one of the things i did when my mom became ill with cancer was i began to spend even more time with her so i always um my whole life really i always uh, as an adult had a couple of weeks vacation and i would go and spend them with my family because family was just really important to me. And that's where the healing is <laughs> for me. It was in spending time with my family. So it's the best opportunity to release judgment. Although not so not anymore, which is wonderful. And um So I began to spend even more time with my mom and fortunately I was working from home and so I could go and stay for a few weeks at a time and help drive my mother to radiation treatments and do all kinds of things like that and just help um, care for her. And spend time with her and, you know, because she had ups and downs over the course of a couple of years. Um, she didn't die in three months like the doctors said she would initially. So that gave us lots of time. And I remember one particular trip. I went and stayed with her for three weeks, stayed with my parents for three weeks, and... Um, when visiting my parents, they have a home uh, on the coast of Maine on an island, so it's pretty remote. Uh, sometimes friends would say to me, oh, why don't you just go to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee, take a break, and get out? And I say, "Is the nearest Starbucks is a three-hour round trip, so that's why. <laughs> And um, when I visited in the winter, there's not really a coffee shop you could go hang out in. It's just not that kind of place. Um, however, I, I was happy to have a lot of time with my parents. And I really committed to being nonjudgmental. Of course, it was not easy for me, but I had such a strong motivation that I was actually grateful for the opportunity to practice non-judgment. I had the awareness that if I could really be with my parents without judgment, that I could be with anyone without judgment. And so I really decided to have a healing in my mind. And um So judgments would come up in my mind all day long, and I did my best not to express them in any way. And here's the thing about when judgments come up in your mind. So judgment is an opinion, same thing, and it's a belief. It's the meaning that you've made of it. It's not true, and it never will be true. There are no facts in your judgments. There's just your opinion. So, and it, it and it always is a cause of suffering, always. And even if your opinion is, um, oh, she's the cutest little girl in the whole world. If that's really your opinion, that will get in your way. So you could say, in this moment in time, I feel like, she might be the world's cutest little girl, you could say that, and and it wouldn't be an opinion. It would just be a momentary experience that you're having, but uh, most judgments and opinions are usually negative, and so I would find <coughs> that... I was grateful that I could practice. I, I was grateful that I, there was so much fuel for the fire. And I was offering to that fire every judgment, every opinion that I could recognize and the easiest way to recognize that you're in judgment or opinion is to notice that you don't feel comfortable anymore you don't feel harmonious anymore you don't feel peaceful so if throughout the course of your day you rarely feel peaceful or harmonious chances are you're consistently energizing judgments and opinions so I would notice that my mind would start ruminating on judgments and opinions. My energy would shift, and I would start to feel irritated or frustrated. And then I often would look for someone to take that out on or some form of self-medication. So the thoughts in my mind are creating so uh, Course of Miracles in the Fear and Conflict section, it says all thought produces form at some level. So thoughts are forms and they produce form. So our emotions like irritation, frustration, agitation, upset, um, sadness, hurt, all of these feelings, depression, they are the form that our thoughts and beliefs take. And if so, if we don't do the house cleaning on a mental level, then it comes into our emotional body, right? If we don't do the cleaning in the emotion, in the mental body, it will trickle down, if you will, into the emotional body. In a sense, to the way I perceive it is it trickles out. So if you think of yourself as being, uh, uh, In form, you have a a physical body, and then there's an emotional body outside of that, there's a mental body outside of that, there's an etheric body outside of that, a spiritual body outside of that. These different layers, if you will, of um, subtle bodies that are in your auric field. So if... you do not deal with something that's in your mental body it will show up in your emotional body as emotion emotion you could think of emotion as energy in motion uh, being made manifest in the physical form and so your emotions are actually very very helpful Now, when we don't like our emotions, the temptation is to either dampen them with smoking, drinking, eating, exercising, something like that, or to talk about them to try to release them. But actually, the fastest path to our healing is to examine our thoughts that are actually producing the form or the the causation of these emotions. So if we don't recognize our emotions as what I call the divine alarm clock going off, warning us that it's time for us to change our mind, if we don't do that, then they literally will travel into our physical body and we'll feel physical tension. And physical frustration, irritation, depression, sadness. It affects our physical energy and being. So if we're not taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally, it will show up in our physical world. And in my experience, that that's the last place for it to be made manifest in the physical. And so this is why Course in Miracles says, all healing is at the level of the mind. Now, what I've learned from my own experiences is that the beliefs that we have are mostly what we brought in to heal in this lifetime. So, our beliefs are negative karma. Because uh, our beliefs are not the truth, they're the meaning that we have made of things. They are the decisions that we've made about ourselves and life. And our beliefs are our opinions and judgments made into this system of thinking. So our beliefs are our ego attachments. Our beliefs are our ego identification. I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso here to clear my throat. And... So my beliefs are what I'm here to heal. And in healing them, that's how I become truly helpful in this world. So if I'd like to heal the false beliefs and the false identification, I don't have to figure out how. He who sent me will guide and direct me. So I don't have to figure out what to say or what to do, but I must be willing to be truly helpful. And as I am healed, I will be able to share that with others so that they too can learn from it. And then I'm teaching only love because I'm remembering that is what I am. These are the teachings of A Course of Miracles that are so precious to me. And so helpful. And so, what I found was particularly, I was thinking of one trip where I stayed with my parents for I think three weeks. And my mother was going to radiation treatments, and um, it was a three-hour round trip to the hospital. And so my father had been doing such so much caregiving. I said, let me come for three weeks and just, I'll do the driving. You can go once a week, and I'll go the other days. And um, so that gave me lots of time to talk with my mom. And um, we even listened to... Uh, Gary Renard has a wonderful CD set, um, called? It's the your your oh I can't remember what it is. It's a six hour CD set, and so we listen to some of that in the car. We, I found audio books that were fun to listen to. Uh, Julia Sweeney's "Letting Go of God" is a really good one, and she also has one about her own personal cancer experience and um, different uh, different funny audio books and things we listen to and. We had a lot of conversations. And so in all the time that we spent together in those three weeks, just one-on-one, I made such a commitment to be incredibly mindful of any judgments that I had about my mother. And when they would come into my mind, this is what I would say. I would say it silently to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I would say, higher self, holy self. Please take this judgment, this thought, out of my mind so that I never think it again. This judgment, this opinion does not serve me or my mother. I'm not interested in investing my precious attention, time, and energy in it anymore. I'm offering it to you. Please take it out of my mind so I never think it again. And please do the same for anyone who also has this kind of a thought in their mind. Let all beings be free of this thought forever. And I'd say, please take this thought and all thoughts like it out of my mind. And then I would say, I am a creature of love and light, and that's all that I'm interested in. And so it was a a process of I'm offering this thought that no longer serves me, this pattern, so I'm not fighting it and I'm not defending it. And I'm not investing in it. I'm simply giving it to the Holy Spirit. I'm activating that willingness muscle. I don't need this thought anymore. It's no longer a treasure to me. I'm not interested in investing the treasure that is my precious life in it anymore. And I found miraculous healing. More to share about this when I come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back.
2: Now available, You Pray, the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With YouPray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With YouPray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. YouPray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free YouPray app and links to download, visit SilentUnity.org. app That's SilentUnity.org. APP You know the saying a good deed is its own reward? Well moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward, it will also reward you with vibrant health. Boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it. And according to Yogis and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious with enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk
4: So we're talking about healing our relationships with our mothers. So at the end of that three weeks, after me doing that practice, and I, I had to do it 100 times a day, 100 times a day. And um, as God would have it, I also, right around that very same time, uh, was having a major uh, romantic relationship issues, and um, I had what appeared to be uh, a major betrayal in a friendship, and a major betrayal in my spiritual community, and and my mom. Seemed to be dying. And it was like, okay, I guess we're just burning this house down here, God. And uh, I'm not going to hold on to anything. I'm going to have no attachments. And so the only thing that I had in my little life raft of love was this practice of joining with the Holy Spirit and saying, I'm not going to try and figure out how to have the healing. I'm not going to try to work my will in the world anymore. I am focused entirely on having a healing in my mind. And one of the things that both David Hoffmeister and Regina Don Acres and I talked about when we were on the retreat together uh, in Baja was that we had, each of us had major issue that was like a healing crisis for us where we had to become vigilant over our mind and um the holy spirit actually said to regina at one point when she was in the thick of it be grateful you're very blessed to have this experience because it is Such an intense experience, I'm adding words to the Holy Spirit, but as with me and my mother, such an intense experience, the motivation is so strong that you don't give up. So I'm inviting you to look at the the thing in your life that seems to be causing the most turmoil, the most upset, the most pain and suffering, this is not a mistake in your life. And this is not come into your life because you're doing something wrong. It's actually something right is happening. And that's what I learned with my mother's... Healing, and I say healing because we don't know what healing looks like. So the healing for my mother and myself in form, my mother's body died, but my mother and I were resurrected to a loving relationship. And so we had a healing, and I actually had some miraculous, very miraculous healing experiences in that journey with my mother, but it all came as a result of this consistent practice, and at the end of that one particular trip where there was the three weeks of driving back and forth to radiation, now during that trip, my mother was going through radiation, which was no fun, and it was... um Winter time uh, and driving in the snow and all these things. There was no fun about it. But my mother, at the end of the three weeks, she said, this is the nicest visit we've ever had. And I just, like, my eyes opened on that. Like, how could that be? You're in such discomfort. and But you know why it was? Because for three weeks... I was not really judging her. I was transforming those judgments, and I was being more kind, more loving, more compassionate, more fun, more harmonious, more peaceful with her than I had ever been. That was her experience. And I was so grateful. So grateful. I knew that I was shifting on a daily basis. So you see, people say, it's so hard, it's so hard. You know what? That experience for me was extremely difficult. There were many times during the day I would go in my bedroom and shut the door and get down on my knees and say, Holy Spirit, I feel like these judgments are ripping me apart. I'm not interested in energizing them anymore. I'm not interested in having them in my mind anymore. Please, 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 please take them out of my mind. I offer them to you. I do not wish them anymore. I'm not interested in them anymore. They only cause pain and suffering. Please take them from my mind. I had such a great willingness to let them go. And many times the very same thought came back a thousand times but you know what if it started with a thousand times then the next day it was 999 and the next day it was 997 and the next day it was 994 and the next day it was 982 and like that because my increase in willingness once you're absolutely sincerely willing to let a thought go it's gone And the temptation to think it does not return. I learned that. I proved that. And once you prove that to yourself, you know that there is no part of healing that is beyond you and your mind. But also do not be in judgment about what healing looks like. We do not have to suffer in any way. So, as I started to say a long time ago here, (laughs) chapter 18, section 4, The Little Willingness. The holy instant of awakening is the result of your determination to be holy. Now... um, in the section before this, uh, it talks about the light in the dream. And it talks about the Great Rays, capital G, capital R. And it's it says that we can return to, we can restore. And the light from the Great Rays... Will extend back into darkness and forward unto God to shine away the past and so make room for God's eternal presence in which everything is radiant in the light. So this is what I came to believe. Heaven is joined with you in your advance to heaven. So we are, if we're willing to open our minds to the light, Bring our mind to the light, which is what we do when we offer it to the Holy Spirit for healing. And then the holy instant is the result of our determination to be holy. So you can see, I was determining to be holy and to have a holy relationship with my mother. It is the answer. The determination to be holy is the answer. The desire and the willingness to let the holy instant come precedes its coming. You prepare your mind for the answer, for the holy instant, only to the extent of recognizing that you want it above all else. It is not necessary that you do more. Indeed, it is necessary that you realize you cannot do more. So I took that literally. All I have to do is be willing. That's all I have to do. And so all day long, when the irritation and the frustration comes into my mind, I I just say, I'm willing. That's all I have to do. I'm willing. Please take this thought out of my mind. I'm not interested in thinking in it anymore. I'm not interested in investing my precious life and energy. I'm willing for it to be gone. I choose. I desire for it to be gone. That is my heart's desire. To surrender this thought forever so that I don't ever think it again, and neither does anyone else. Because all our minds are joined. And it worked. It says here, it is your realization that you need do so little that enables the Holy Spirit to give so much. Trust not your good intentions, they are not enough. But trust implicitly your willingness. Whatever else may enter, concentrate only on this, and be not disturbed that shadows surround it. That is why you came. If you could come without them, you would not need the holy instant. So the shadows of the judgments and the opinions and everything, inside is the light. Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. Seek first the light which is within, and all else will be added unto you. So we seek the light through that willingness. I know that anyone can demonstrate this and have a miraculous healing. I am not special. Lord knows I am not special. I do not feel special in any way. And I know I'm one with everyone, so that's why when I cultivate my willingness, I cultivate it for everyone that all minds are joined and all minds would have a healing. My mind is joined with my mother's mind now and forever. Our relationship is eternal. And we did have a healing. We had a tremendous healing. And by the time she made, long before she made her transition or months before she made her transition, we had a total healing and we were at peace together and we knew it. We saw it. We felt it. We recognized it and we enjoyed it. It was one of the most joyful times of my life. You can have a healing with your mother, whether she's on the planet or gone. It does not matter because we're joined in our mind forever. And peace is our choice. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and make that choice with me now. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we make a holy offering of everything that would impede our peace. We're willing to know the truth that sets us free. We share the benefits of our willingness with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow our healing. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Join me this week at Miracles.com. We've got 16 free classes with you beginning this week. I love you. God bless you.
3: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles, every day, in every way
2: Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you.
2: This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity.
0: Are you looking for messages of comfort during a dark time? A Time to Grieve is a beautifully designed card deck offering 56 different messages of hope to help you navigate your feelings of grief. Whether you're facing the death of a loved one, divorce, job loss, or conflict, these cards can help. Select a card at random for a moment of solace and reflection. Get your deck today for yourself or someone you love at unity.org grieve.